Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we're also taking another break from the holiday movie schedule and talking about something that's a that's getting a sequel this this week, which is bizarre because this movie came out how many years ago? 40-some years ago? It was 60, I 64, I think it was. Yeah. Not 64 years ago, but 1964. Yeah, so yeah. do the math. Figure it out math. for yourself. Nah. I'm not. Uh, we're t- today we're talking <laughs> about Mary Poppins, a film that Devin had never seen. Which I'm still yeah. trying to get over. Um, so I mean, yeah. I thought about it while I was watching it, why I'd never seen it. And because I've seen a couple clips of it and went, yeah, this doesn't interest me at all. Okay. But, but, I mean, even as like a kid, like your parents never sat you down to watch like... Mary Poppins or like never saw it at like in in like daycare or something like that? Yeah, they tried a couple times and literally I would get to the part or like only remember seeing the part where like he's dancing with penguins and I went, there's cartoons in this live action movie. This is dumb. I'm not watching it anymore. But <laughs> as in daycare, you thought that? Yeah, I was a very discriminating toddler. Not discriminating. You're just a toddler. You're just an old man in a toddler suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that later. That's a, whole, that's a whole different movie. That is a whole um, different movie. <laughs> but okay, so Ryan, when was the first time you saw Mary Poppins? Actually, oh, I just brought it up. Daycare. Okay. Yeah. And it was it, it was around Christmas. So to me, I kind of always partner Mary Poppins with around like winter for me. I don't know why. Okay. That's just the the. It's just you know like. I, I think we talked about this before. Some movies kind of strike you as like seasonal, you know, like you watch certain movies, certain times of the year. Mary Poppins for me is like after Thanksgiving, it's like, huh, you know, I could watch Mary Poppins. And then as soon as like spring hits, it's eh. I've got other films to watch for the spring and summer. (laughs) I think the first time I saw it was they did a re-release on VHS in 97 which is a weird year to do it, but I just know it was 97 or 98 because I was in first grade and my first grade teacher would play music from Mary Poppins because he had, it came with a music book. So he like had the sheet music with it. So he would play like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious on his guitar. Oh, that's cool. pretty cool. It's weird because I see him at the grocery store all the time now because he lives in town here. Oh, so weird. like the one day I, I just stopped and talked to him. I was like, "Hey, how are you doing?" And it, it was awkward because he remembered me from twenty some oh, years ago, even with the beard. Even with the beard, I bet you Alan had the beard in in first grade. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it know? was just as thick and full as it is now. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> he is the Chuck Norris of this podcast. I am. Uh, all right, so. Considering that this was your first time watching it the whole way through, Devin, what did you think? Honestly, it was better than I thought it was going to be. So, like I said, I'd seen little bits and pieces of it before. So I saw, like, Dancing with Penguins part. I saw, like, oh, gosh. I saw, like, the part where the guy's floating and laughing. And, like, okay. every time those scenes would come on, I'd just be like, this is dumb. I hate this. And would leave the room. And, like, I don't maybe my taste had changed. Maybe, like, since it's in now in context, I liked it better. But I actually... I liked I liked it for the most part, and I think I might be annoying with some of my criticisms of the movie, uh, and I'm hoping we get to talk about that. But really, overall, I'm happy I watched it. Yeah, uh, right. I know we, we we're doing a few recordings here today, so we I don't think you got to watch everything back. Well, again, I've seen 
I've seen all like for the recordings that we're gonna be doing today. I've seen these movies so much that I didn't okay. rewatch them just because I I know them. Because you have a life outside of this podcast. <laughs> no, not it's not because I have a life. It's just because I I know Mary Poppins and I know the other films we're gonna be doing today. Okay, so. I feel like before we get into the movie too much, I want to talk about my experience rewatching this because it was a pain in the ass. Yes. <laughs> um, we have a group chat going where we plan these episodes because Devin's out in Los Angeles. We're here in Pennsylvania. So we have to coordinate times and all of that. So I sat down to rent Mary Poppins last night and I went to my usual spots of renting movies. Like I check Amazon, check YouTube, check Apple. Wasn't there to rent. I, and I was like, I'm not spending 15 bucks on this. Like that's, Stupid. So I sent a, a message out to these guys saying, hey, how are you guys watching Mary Poppins? And we were like, Devin had the same issue I did where he couldn't find a torrent. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is just because I didn't do this first. Like, I, I eventually found an answer, but I had to Google mm-hmm. Mary Poppins rental, which <laughs> it's not like that should maybe be my go to. But I know where to look for movie rentals. And the fact that I had to Google it to find it which I eventually found it on Fandango now, which I, I guess is a string. Yeah. I, the only reason I knew it was a thing was when I bought all my movies for black Friday and redeemed the digital code, uh, movies wow. anywhere was like, Hey, sync this account. And then you get free five, five movies for free. And I was like, okay. And one of them was the Martian. So I was like, yes. Ooh. Um, so I was like, I know I have an account there. So I had to like sign up for that account. And then, they don't have an Apple TV app, which is how I watch TV. Like they don't have an app for that, so yeah. I had to get an old iPhone out, download the app to stream it. I had to buy it from my phone, where I have all my credit card information. Um, it was just a pain in the ass. So there's a picture on me on Instagram of t- I took the picture with my phone of the other phone that I was streaming it through, and then the TV like playing it. It was just too many loops to jump through to, to rent Mary Poppins. And I was it's not like the millennial odyssey. Yeah. I love that. I actually just bought it. Oh, you did. Was it worth it? Yeah, I paid it? the 15 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it was worth it. It's nice. It's a fun movie, but it's a movie to definitely have in your collection. I mean, I own right. it. I mean, that's like my wife and I have it and we have, and we have for a while. My wife I mean, hates it. So we don't have it. <laughs> she loves bed knobs and broomsticks. Bed knobs and broomsticks is a good movie. You should really listen to her. It's another movie it. I need to see. Um, have you seen that, Devin? No, 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 I've never seen that one. Well, to be honest, I find most guys haven't, but there's a lot of women and girls that have. Yeah, is it another one of those like mixed cartoon reality movies? Yeah, it is. It is. That's probably I've never seen it. But right out the bat, I mean, it's there's Mm -hmm. magic. So like, it's not one of these things. It's it's like with Mary Poppins. Like, of course, you know that she comes out of the sky, so magic's involved. But like right. right out of the gate, when it comes to the bed knobs and broomsticks, like maybe five to six minutes in, mm-hmm. you, they make it apparent that magic is involved in the storyline. So nice. it's not just out of the blue, like how it can be with Mary Poppins. Right. Just like Devin, you said before that uh, is when you were younger, you would see like the dancing penguins <laughs> and, yeah. the, 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 and the guy flighting, uh, you know, just like uh, uh, flying in the air. Like yeah. there are times in Mary Poppins, it takes a little bit for it to get started that, Hey, you know, there's something kind of magical going on here, you know, right. for a small kid, it, it can kind of get lost, but bed knobs and broomsticks, it's apparent. They're like, we're magic. Yeah. All right. One more thing I want to address before we get too in, 
like too much into the movie. Uh, Devin, you had never seen Mary Poppins, but yeah. you had seen Saving Mr. Banks. Right. I saw that literally like two weeks ago. So before I watched this movie. So Ryan, have you seen Saving Mr. Banks? I don't know. It's Tom Hanks playing Walt Disney and about the making of Mary Poppins. No, I haven't seen that. Um, so it's pretty much about Great. how much the author of Mary Poppins hated Walt Disney's interpretation of Mary Poppins <laughs> like throughout the whole process. Yeah. And watching Mary Poppins now with all the information from that movie, you can really see where her influence was because it's mostly at the end. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, really it is. Because I don't know if it's, the whole movie was just about her manipulating everything to get the dad to that point, but it definitely right. became that. Well, I mean, I think yeah. my understanding of the plot of this movie would have been, would have been completely different had I not seen Finding or Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, it definitely changes this movie because this is the first time I'd seen it since I watched Saving Mr. Banks. Hey, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hang on. So, Mr. Banks is a movie explaining the fact that Miss uh, that Mary Poppins' motive is to change the father. Yeah. Basically, that's what I always took the movie to be. I never. I did. totally wouldn't have taken that. Yeah. That's uh, well, that's because, because when I watched this movie, I, I realized last night watching this that I would always tune out like halfway through, like yeah. after. Um, after the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, yeah, um, I would just tune out until Tim, uh, until step in time. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, I get that. There's like a lull in there that I just like. I just like the musical numbers. I think when I was little, like I would it would always be on the background, but I'd be playing with something else. Or See, something. and that's where with me this movie kind of stuck because not just you know it's like the first time I saw it, I was in daycare, and then I saw it again when I was in preschool, and then it would be on just network television. Again, around like Christmas, like yeah. during the winter, right. and as like as I got older, the the greater my attention span like grew, the more stuff I picked up every time I watched it. So I mean, like as a kid, yeah, the colors, the the magic part of it, the cartoonish yeah. parts got me, of course. But then you've got, uh, you know, as you get a bit older, you got the whole suffrage thing at the beginning yeah. about the mom going out and like protesting for her right to be heard. And then like, you've got just the dreariness of like the British banking system and like how much of a jerk the father is pretty much. And that's right. where like, w when I got into middle school, like I would say that's when I under, I got the plot line that Mary Poppins was there to entertain the kids, but her main motive was to change the dad's perspective on life for the kids. He was the wind that needed changing. Exactly. See, that. ever since I was in middle school, that's how I've seen this movie. So to me, it's kind of surprising that they made a movie to get people to see that that's what the main purpose of the yeah, storyline is. I, like, I never really paid that much attention to like the meaning of Mary Poppins as a kid. I was a little too distracted by uh, Dick Van Dyke's Cockney accent. It's I wonderful. just you see it's the thing is I didn't really get the whole cottony thing like until maybe I was in college because I figured just like in the US we have different accents here compared to like New England the south you know uh um 
even the Midwest has its own like American accent. I just took mm-hmm. that the reason why British people, even though they all have kind of the same accent, they all talk a little bit differently than each other is because different regions had different accents like they yeah. did here. So the whole cottony thing never really bothered me because I just figured, oh, he's probably from like the south of Britain or something. I don't know. You were <laughs> a way more thoughtful kid than I was. If I ever had a cockney accent when I was a kid, I was like, he's the silly kind of British. And that was as far as I'd ever take it. Oh. So good job being much more culturally sensitive than I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what else did you think of the movie? I know you had. All right. So yeah. So yeah. can we like, are we like getting into it now? Like, yeah, let's get yeah, into yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. Get yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So probably one of my like least favorite things about the movie. And, and this goes on with the Mr. Banks thing a little bit is the plot doesn't move forward at all until he's on the screen and he's not on the screen much, but he's the only thing driving any kind of plot in this movie. Because for the most part, it's like they want a nanny. All right, they have a nanny. They basically just mess around for like 30 minutes. And then Mr. Banks comes on, says plot. Then they mess around for 30 more minutes. Then he comes on, takes him to the bank. Then met, like, And like some of it was like I, can wa- like I felt like I can walk away from this movie for about 20 minutes right now, go do something else, come back, and have missed nothing. And like yeah. Yeah, and part I of me that's... didn't love that. I think that's part of the issue the author had with the movie was it was nonsense um, because you have these musical numbers that make no sense to the plot. They're mm-hmm. just there to be there. Um, you have ridiculous words made up like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Right. I'm just going to see how many times I can get that worked into this podcast. Oh, a lot. Um, it better be a lot. But yeah, P.L. Tra- uh, Travers didn't like where they were going with this movie. Like she... The only thing she didn't really object to was Julie Andrews as Mary Poppins, but like Dick Van Dyke as a cock with the Cockney accent, she wasn't a fan of. She wasn't right. a fan of the music. Right. Um, but see, the thing is, though, to be honest, if they were to have made a movie the way she wanted it to be done, would it have been as successful as it probably was? Probably not. Well, like, no. well, Disney knew what he was doing to yeah. make a successful movie. Yeah. But right. Uh, and that's what this is. This is just Disney being Disney and playing yeah. with special effects. Yeah. And this is Can we why. we talk about those two? Yeah, let's talk about Yeah. Them. Holy cow. I mean, like, this was made in the 60s. Like, in the, not just 60s, but early 60s. Yeah. Like, early uh, 60s. Like, this is before. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a lot of projection screens and reversed film and, like, watching it. Is that what it is? I, I I think so. Like looking at it, like a lot of the backgrounds, uh, like when they're cleaning the room, like a lot of them snapping, um, yeah, is like they're doing it to a projection screen of the film being played backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I mean, here all you, all you got to do is take some fishing line, tie it around a vase, and then film the like second and a half to like two seconds it takes for somebody offset to pull the fishing line and have it fly yeah. off the table and then you just play it back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know if this like applied back then, but it might have, but I mean, I was on the Paramount tour um, like two days ago and they talked about what um, the, the parting of the Red Sea clip um, and how they ended up doing that for, I think it was the 10 commandments. And they said what they had to do was they filled up a pool and then they just reversed it. And they said by doing that, they had to cut it into 700 little pieces mm-hmm. and then physically reverse it. Did they have to do that with this movie too? I think so. 
I don't think That's they would have had to do, be that detailed. Not, maybe with not it, that detailed. But, I mean, yes, um, the same premise. Like now, it's just That's easy because in Premiere, I can just hit a button, say reverse speed, and it will rearrange the frames individually. And it just does that for you. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, yeah. we should remake Mary Poppins. While the yeah, right. Mark is hot. Um, <laughs> yep. Get Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> um, yeah, th- uh, like I really, and a lot of the uh, like her sitting up in the sky at the beginning. I know, yeah. I know from like watching a special feature that was on the VHS from the '90s. Like a lot of that is like paintings that they on glass that they and they like put her like they framed it so that she was sitting there through the oh, wow. through the painting. So if you look at that, like that's why it looks so out of place. Like it like right. hurt. Like it's not superimposed. It's like done in camera. So it's like painted glass with her sitting it, in the one clear spot. That's really yeah, cool, and- though. If you look at a lot of even like just the normal like walking scenes down the street or like any scenes in the park, I mean, if if you look close enough, you can tell. I mean, granted, they're in a they're in a studio building for one. That's right. obvious, but you can really see what backdrops is just a canvas picture in the back oh, yeah. to make the park look bigger, or mm-hmm. if it's an actual painting, because that was actually something that they did a lot when it came to these type of live action, like fantasy films where yeah. they would use actual like oil paint paintings for backdrops, especially for things just like that with her on the cloud, just to get that detail in there. Now it does look out of place now, but I mean, if you're going into the movie theater for the first time back in the sixties to watch this film, like th- those things out of place, aren't going to strike you as much because you know, we've watched Lord of the Rings. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's the thing is like some of them look a little hokey today, the effects, but like knowing that that was almost all practical, like you almost had to give it a pass. Like some of yeah. it was really amazing. I'm trying to think what else. So what, what first time viewing, what else did you have to, to say? Because I know you sent some ominous messages about it. Like well, questions I mean, about yourself. Oh, um, that one was more silly. I learned it. I learned a thing about myself, and that's I think young Julie Andrews is really, really, really attractive, and I didn't know that. I yeah. told you that's, uh, that's exactly what it was. I was like, oh. See, I had I had the same thing happen when I watched Smokey and the Bandit for the first time. Smokey with, or the Bandit? Which one? Um, <laughs> those are your only options. S- Sally Field. <laughs> No, Burt Re- oh. uh, j- just Burt Reynolds. <laughs> no, no. Burt Sa- Re- oh, Sa- Sally Field in that. I was like, oh, damn. Well, <laughs> for me, honestly, again, it was a middle school because it was one of those things where it was like, ah, Mary Poppins is cute. Mary ah, Poppins. Good. Like, Mary Poppins is cute. And so, like, why? I watch, uh, you know, so I'm just, you know, I'm watching it and then I'm like, I wonder. I wonder who this is. So like back in like the mid nineties, I logged on to the family PC waiting for my parents not to be on the phone to go on AOL to, you know, go to ask, uh, to go to ask Jeeves. I think it was to, uh, to look up, uh, to look her up. And I was like, Oh, she doesn't look, I mean, it was one of those things where I was young and stupid and didn't realize that people change as they get old. <laughs> right. A quick I apology mean, to all of our Generation similar. Z uh, yeah. listeners who don't know anything Ryan just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and on top of that, it was a Packard Bell PC. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Oh. Well, now I feel old. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, so wait, can we? So you mentioned the cloud with Mary Poppins on it. 
Yes. Is she like an angel? Does she just like sit up in the clouds waiting for like children in need? Like what's going on there? Or was she just like hanging out? Like she knew she could be needed. I don't know because the the I think that's part of the mystery of Mary Poppins that everyone knows her. Uh-huh. Um, like Bert knows her from the past, right? When when he was a kid. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask that. It, did she babysit Bert too? I don't know. I think no. I I think that there's a there's one or two sentences that are said in conversation between him and Mary Poppins where uh-huh. they allude to him being a kid the last time she showed up. Uh, or uh-oh. or it could also be the fact that because he's a street performer, like he just he mm-hmm. does anything for money. It could just be that he's in a position where when everybody else, you know, the rich Britain you know, rich yeah. English, you know, people are, you know, walking around with their noses up in the air. You've got this guy who's a street performer who's looking to try to make money off of people. So he's always look, you know, he's more aware of surroundings. So it could be that he's seen her too go to homes well, he, too. He, he, but he, I maybe. think, but I really think it's that he was babysat by her as a kid. I think that's possible. Uh, I'm going to throw a, a fan theory that I've read on the internet before. Yes, I, think I love will, these. Will, entertain, will be entertained by. Uh, the internet likes to think that she may be a time lord or a time lady. Oh my god, I love that. I love Doctor Who. That. Her bag, yeah, Doctor Who. Her bag's bigger on the inside. Right. Right. Um, she doesn't age really, like, mm-hmm. or she regenerates. That's why she looks like Emily Blunt now. um and she's british like what else do you need it checks all the boxes yeah that's all the boxes you need i kind of love that actually when did doctor who first air on british television uh around the same time later was it later was it later no it was 60 when was the book released that about a few years before like in the fifties, I wonder if maybe one of the original writers of Doctor Who might have been influenced by the book a little bit. Possibly, I know. I know the yeah. Mary Poppins is based on a real nanny. Yeah, I don't think yeah. she was like magical and all that, but she did affect how their father. Yeah, like watch Saving Mr. Banks. You get that whole story because that's part mm-hmm. of the thread too. Is yeah, like Colin yeah. Farrell. I think it is is the dad. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and he's wonderful. Yeah. I, I really like Tom Hanks as Walt Disney. Like, I just want to watch a movie of just that. Like, I hope they make like a trilogy of just him playing Walt Disney and oh, show absolutely. us the making. I of... want to see him as a ton of historical figures. Yeah. Well, you're getting it. I know. He was Sully. He was Walt Disney. He's going to be Mr. Rogers. Oh, I can't man. wait. He's probably going to play Trump in that biopic when they make that. Oh, God. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, too. I'm just mad that Tom Hanks isn't my uncle. Like, that's still, like, one of my biggest regrets Tom, in life. Tom Hanks is America's uncle. I'm he I'm is, upset though. that he wasn't my dad, for crying out loud. Screw the uncle part. Yeah. Man, I don't, I don't know. Who would you I, rather have be your be your, un- your fun uncle? Tom Hanks or Dick Van Dyke? Dick Van Dyke. Oh, Tom Hanks. Sorry. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Dick Van Dyke nowadays is still, like, top of his game. Like, have you seen any videos of him re- recently? Not at all. If you asked him to do some of the choreography from Mary Poppins, he could probably still do 80% of it. That's amazing. Like He is in super, super good shape. Dick well, Van Dyke the as, the friend, as the fun uncle. Yeah. And Tom Hanks as the rich uncle that sends you amazing gifts you only see maybe once every five years. Okay. Ah, I can get behind I, I that. that. Yeah, as long as they're both uncles. 
And then Lin-Manuel Miranda as the fun cousin who gets you work. Wow. <laughs> that would be the best. Um, yeah, isn't Dick Van Dyke in the new Mary Poppins? Like he dancing is. and stuff? Okay, so Dick Van Dyke plays two roles in the original Mary Poppins. He's Bert, the, yes. the, the street artist, and he's the banker at the end yes. who dies. He's in the new Mary Poppins as the banker's son. Who is in this? Who gives Mr. Banks his job back at the end? I that, love that. That's who he's playing. So he's pretty much playing the same character. Um, yeah. I guess it's come out recently that he had to beg Walt Disney to let him be the banker. Oh, really? Like he, I think he had to pay Walt Disney some money to let him be that part, too. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But it's great because he's just in the old age makeup. Right. And... Yeah. Well, it was funny because we were. I was watching that with Ramana, and she was like, the whole time she was going... How do they not know that's just Bert in old people makeup? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's not supposed to be that. I think it's a whole other character. Yeah. Uh, had she ever seen Mary Poppins before? No, it was her first time seeing it too. What did she think? Almost the same thing. She liked it, but felt like there were times where she could like check her phone, browse Facebook, go yeah. make a sandwich. And like, she didn't miss anything. Like she actually got mad because I started it about 15. I got 15 minutes into the movie without her and she's like i missed a whole bunch of stuff i'm like nope not at all like you are fine you missed the suffragette song that's about it which i yeah. think sets up why the mom isn't around though yeah. that's the thing oh, so yeah. it is important yeah they talk because, about that in, in i mean Mr. it Banks. shows what the mom's doing because typically back then the wife is at home yep yeah you know i mean even even at that social class like the wife's at home like she mm-hmm. might be doing some like social club stuff, but I mean she's not out of the house that much. So right. I so I kind of I I think the beginning's important. <laughs> I think no, the and it is. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like how much of that fifteen minutes was overture? Like a good oh a lot of it five was overture. Of it. So she really only missed ten minutes of the movie. Right. So can we talk about how they talk about Mr. Banks not loving the suffragette movement at all? Because that was hilarious. Like a typical, per- you know, just like a typical per- a guy did back then. I mean, right? It's just like in the U.S. Uh, um, over in Britain, they depicted women that wanted their right to be these like single, homely, like man-hating women. Yeah. Like that's what the projection was. So him having that reaction makes perfect sense. This is one of the reasons why, as an adult, I still like this movie, is because right. even though it's a kids' movie. They didn't pull any punches to how kind of like feelings were back then. Yeah, and you know, I was watching yeah. it. There were yeah. some things said by Mary Poppins to like Bert. Yeah, where it's like, uh-huh. wow, th- this made it for a kids' movie. Like, yeah, exactly. Some of it was like really like borderline inappropriate. <laughs> oh yeah, like, it it was crazy. I can't mm-hmm. remember off the top of my head because I was watching this at, like two a.m. last night. Well, I mean, I mean, Bert's practically try like hitting on Mary Poppins like a lot yeah. of the time. I mean, I yeah. don't blame him. I mean, don't blame him. But that's why I like was wondering, like, was he just a kid when they were around, or like, did these two like, did she used to fly down from the clouds for something else? <laughs> to get her chimney sweeped? Oh yeah, chim chim tree. We're, <laughs> we're writing fanfic now. Here it comes. Step in time. That they like used to date or something? Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it? Yeah. I mean. Th- 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 I've heard that from other people too. I mean, because I oh, remember really? watching this once in college with somebody uh, 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 who'd never seen it before. Now, granted, we were using the TV that was in the common room at the dorm at the college that I was going to, so there were other people watching it too. But 
there were comments made, be like, oh, they're friends with benefits. You know, just oh, because yeah. of the way that they, you know, uh, would talk to each other. And the fact that she's a nanny, he's just trying to get money for whatever. So they would yeah. be in that social class in the uh, in the British system that would that nobody would care if they took part in those type of actions socially. Yeah, so sure. they wouldn't feel any, you know, issues with having uh, a uh, friendship like that back then. Yeah. Yeah. This is, again, this is why I like this movie so much, because they didn't pull any punches when it came to life back in Britain when they depicted this movie. So, Ryan, I'm gonna, I feel like I've been writing, uh, asking Devin a lot of questions here. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a question. What's your favorite musical number in Mary Poppins? Oh, that's hard, because I like the banking one. I really like the banking one. Just okay. because it's so much different than the other ones. Like, it, it's more dry, um the dad thinks that he's doing like the coolest thing in the world, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> um, and they show that they show the dad's enthusiasm, but it doesn't fit with like the actual tone of the actual song, which is what I like about that one. But um, to be honest, I like the, I like the chimney sweep one. Step in time. Mm-hmm. Step in time. I love step in time. And it's because I like, Whenever Dick Van Dyke has a song and dance where he has a prop to use. Okay. Like in Chitty Chitty Bang that. Bang, my favorite one is the uh is the old bamboo. Okay. Because I because I think that the old bamboo and the step in time are kind of similar. Okay. And then I just okay. that but yeah, that that's yeah. that's my favorite one. Devin, how about you? Which one was your step favorite? Step in time, hands down. Step in time? Uh, visuals. The visuals, like in mm-hmm. Step in Time, were like, "This is why I wanted to watch this movie." Like, yeah. they're so good. Yeah, that's that's by far has always been my favorite. But I really liked um, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious this time around, mm-hmm. just because I that phone's that's on my phone a lot. So when it when uh-huh. I have my music on shuffle, that song will come up, and yeah. the choreography in that just makes the song so much better. Like the two of them are just going the town on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it's yeah. crazy, and it, it's super impressive even by today's standards. Um, so I really like that one. Um, oh, speaking of yeah. around that time, uh, have you seen who framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Yeah. Devin, have you? Oh yeah. Okay. The reason why now granted it's of course like a penguin, a penguin suit tuxedo, but the reason yeah. why there's penguins as waiters at the nightclub at who framed Roger Rabbit is because they were waiters in Mary Poppins. Oh, I like that. That's where that came together. I saw a documentary when I was younger. Well, Okay, so I'm trying to think of... Because Roger Rabbit takes place in the 50s. No, no, no. I mean, the reason why they had penguins as waiters at the nightclub was was a reference to... Mary so, Poppins no, I, when I, they no, were I, having I get the that. date. I get that. That's oh, it. What There's I'm trying nothing... to say, though, is in-universe, yeah. the, Mary, <laughs> Dick, Disney just hired a bunch of toon penguins yeah. who are already waiters to be in Mary Poppins. Yeah. They're like, this is our big break, guys. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Time to show off our happy feet. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You're right, though. I mean, th- yeah. th- that would definitely make sense. But, I mean, I'm a... I'm just saying for just movies, you know, going back and, and how they connect. That's why there were penguins in Who Framed Roger Rabbit as waiters is because they were done as waiters in Mary Poppins. And, yeah. and that was such a popular scene that that was the Mary Poppins reference in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I love I like Who that. Framed 
I love Roger Rabbit. That's one of my favorite movies. Of mm-hmm. It's a really good movie. That's my favorite live action cartoon crossover movie. Yeah, it's probably mine too. Um, I wasn't as amazed by it because of Mary Poppins growing up. But well, I wasn't amazed by it because of Mary Poppins. I'm just saying, I I found that interesting. I saw the yeah. documentary when I think I was in high school. You know, there was, what was the Brad Pitt one. Ooh. Brad Pitt, Cool World. Yeah, there's a Brad Pitt one. Cool well, World. Yeah, that one. Yeah, Cool World. I've yeah, never seen that. that one's that one's my favorite, but just strictly for camp and cheese reasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not a great movie. Yeah, it's no, not it's a great not. movie. It's not. Um. They were supposed to make a Roger Rabbit sequel at one point. Were they? J.J. Abrams was writing the screenplay. I'm kind of happy what? they didn't yeah. do that, though. I mean, Why? I think you still could do do that. Um, you would have to like you can do it that sequel at any time. Yeah, true. In a world could. where we're getting a Mary Poppins sequel this week, yeah, I can see that That's happening true. to to Roger Rabbit or anything. Ooh. Like if this is, if this is successful, I wouldn't be surprised if within the next year they green light Roger Rabbit two. I can electric, see that. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo? I, yeah. I want it to be that so bad. Okay, so we're... Okay, so I'm sorry I interrupted about the whole Penguin Waiter thing. Where where were we? We're talking <laughs> about musical numbers. Musical um, numbers. Okay, there yeah, we the go. Musical numbers. Um, Ryan, anything else you want to bring up about Mary Poppins before we... I, I just... I like the fact that as a... As an adult, I still find the storyline to be interesting because of what yeah. they throw in. I've mentioned that before. Um... I just there's also some things in it as like for kids because I mean it, it is a kids movie yeah, that yeah. I really do like about it and a lot of it's in the songs especially at the beginning when Mary Poppins is mm-hmm. kind of teaching them how to behave but in a fun way yeah like I really feel that there's people who are adults of all ages who kind of need to sit down and watch this and kind of revamp the way that they think about raising kids and I don't care if I come off as that person who doesn't have kids that judges other people for for how they raise their kids I'm going to be that person but <laughs> I mean I just I, I I feel like there are a lot of lessons in it for parents to how to deal with kids and get them to do yeah. things without you know going like without saying if you don't do this you know you're going to get spanked like no there's other ways of dealing yeah. with it than that try to make oh, yeah. the chores a game and all exactly yeah. you try to make mm-hmm. it a game you try to you know if they have to take medicine, you know the, the whole spoonful, of, the whole spoonful of sugar thing. What were you gonna say? Nothing. I stabbed myself. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! She she <laughs> turned her candy cane into a shank. She hit a shank. Oh out no! Of candy cane. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Man. But I mean, like, there's things that you can take from this film to actually help with dealing with like a problem kid. Like yeah. that's another reason why. Like, there's so many uses for Mary Poppins because the kids are problem children. Oh, they the are. Um, even the tape measure said so. They're spoiled rich brats. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna pull a punch on that. Like they're they're spoiled rotten and they're entitled. And Mary Poppins comes down and takes care of that. But the reason why they felt spoiled and entitled was because their dad wasn't spending time with them. He was just getting them stuff. Yeah, right. and that was the main problem. And that's where you know the whole like Mary Poppins actually there to fix yeah. the dad, not the kids. Yeah, and you, but yeah. the uh, like is. The dad's arc is the main arc of the story, but you, but the kids do have a progression too. Oh yeah, they do. Um, oh yeah, and it's a good progression because mm-hmm. even though like all of the musical numbers and the jumping into the painting and Uncle Albert, like all that seems weird and not really important to that main story of the dad, but mm-hmm. it gets the point across. It get makes them 
Like, it, and it helps the kids. Yeah, it helps I the mean, kids. I mean, like the uncle, what, Uncle Phil, Uncle Frank? Uncle Albert. Uncle Albert? Like, yeah. talk about teaching kids how to deal with emotions. And this movie came out, what, 64? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, back in 64. And there's still parents now who don't know how to handle a kid when they get upset. And yeah. you've got a movie that came out, what, like 50, 60 years ago at this point? That I might be overblowing it, but, you know, uh, that, you know, is talking about, you know, how to deal with your emotions and that it's okay to show it. 54 yeah. years ago. 54 years ago. I mean, wow. hell, that's a hell, you know, that's so far ahead yeah. of its time. Yeah, It really is. Um, and you got to wonder how much of that was Disney and how much of that was somebody else. Because what right. other Disney movies from that period do that? There's any? not a lot of movies in period back then that would do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even in like uh, even in the movie that we I've brought up here, uh, I think maybe once or twice would be Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Like mm-hmm. there's scenes in that that are kind of the same thing, but that movie's more of like a comedy than anything sure. else. Like there's not a lot of like morality or you know, kind of like growing up stuff in that film. It's more just for entertainment. But mm. like, even then, I mean, like I said, this what makes, uh, you know, this movie different than others. It's right. just the way that I see it. There's so much in Mary Poppins that, you know, you could, you could turn this movie into a parenting class. Right. Could. I could see that. Yeah. Um, so who, uh, I'm trying to think. Do we like the Uncle Albert scene? I find I mean, it funny. It's I all mean, dad jokes. It was fine. It's dad jokes. Like that's mm-hmm. what the scene is mostly. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Like the what was it the the wooden leg named Smith? What was his other leg named? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. man. Yeah. Like it's just pure dad jokes. Like that's not what they called them in the '60s, but that's what they are. It's just that's dad what jokes. they were. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um, be honest with each other. <laughs> Uncle Albert was played by Ed Wynn. Who I recognized. The voice? I did Well, not just the voice, but I've seen him in other stuff. Okay. And it wasn't until I got into high school at the fact that I started connecting him with other movies. Yeah, he was um, he was the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. Oh, no way. Goodness okay. gracious me. Like, that's, that's, that's Ed funny. Wynn. Oh, I like um, that. So he's one of those voices that you hear like impressions of a lot because yeah. he does have that distinctive voice. There's also been that I forget who it is, but there is a Warner Brothers cartoon character that is in the same universe as like Bugs Bunny that is uh-huh. based off of him. Oh, really? But I can't remember who it is, but I mean, it, it's not real popular. It's not one of the real popular ones, but there is a Warner Brothers cartoon character based on that actor. That's really cool. Yeah, that, I'm gonna look weird. that up. I'm trying but, to see but again. I can't it. remember who it is, but so Devin, you go to Disneyland a lot. Oh, all the time. How much Mary Poppins stuff is there? Is there anything that's Mary Poppins or? Yeah, so it's actually um, something I wanted to bring up. So first off, one of our favorite places to eat there is called the Jolly Holiday Cafe. Okay. Um, which like it's cute, and I like yeah. always understood that it's Mary Poppins, and there's like a picture of a penguin waiter on the top. Cool, but since the new movie's coming out, they have props from the original Mary Poppins and the new Mary Poppins oh, that's cool. in Disneyland. Yeah, I got to see the kite. 
and oh, like cool. that part was really cool and they had like some like the ripped up papers and yeah it was like really cool to see some of that stuff i mean i didn't really understand the context for it like i'd always oh, known like do. let's go fly a kite's a song and they're like nah there's the kite that they're probably gonna fly but like <laughs> it's cool to see them like in real life and then now in context that's cool so just yeah. the restaurant then or just a restaurant she's now a walk around character so like okay. occasionally you'll see like mary poppins bouncing around um that's really it. There's not too much Mary Poppins in the park, which, I mean, I guess I'm okay with. Like, I was I was definitely okay with before I'd seen the movie. But now I'm not sure if they would do any or could do anything in the park that would do the movie any justice. I mean, about the only thing I could think of watching it last night was, like, a merry-go-round that's, like, not a circle. Like, just do a different track where you're just right. going up and down. And it's weird right. doing this hand gesture. Yeah, that's, that's an <laughs> interesting hand gesture. <laughs> I'm not upset. It's great for an audio podcast that I'm just doing this right now. <laughs> and they'll never know what you're doing. Exactly. I think they can figure it out. <laughs> I like to think that we have a smart He's at the craps table. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer to that. All right. So have you guys seen the trailers for Mary Poppins Returns? I saw the teaser trailer. Nothing that gave away any plot or anything. Like, just enough. Yeah, I, I, I get the feeling that there's not too much of a plot that they've given away yet. Like, it's mm-hmm. just been musical numbers. Like, oh, hey, here's here's the cartoon world they go to. Here's right. Manuel Miranda singing. Here's Emily Blunt doing her Julie Andrews impression. Right. So, well, so here was my question for you guys. So it seems like this movie has a lot of kind of old-timey, not old-timey, but older movie tropes about it where like there isn't necessarily an antagonist there isn't like unless you really want to count like mr banks as the antagonist which i think it'd be kind of a stretch to do there isn't really dramatic stakes through much of it and a lot of that stuff is stuff that we take for granted in modern movies do you think they're going to try to put that in the new one and should they because like this one is kind of like they just do stuff and it's fun and then oh yeah there's character arcs i don't think I think they're going to stick to the format of Mary Poppins for this one. Sure. Like, I don't see there being like an evil Mary Poppins that they have to fight against. And Larry Poppins. They just bring in Sherry Bobbins from the Simpsons. Oh, I would love that. Um, yeah. I hope they do do the old film style. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Now is this new one taking place in like the forties? Yeah, it, it definitely takes like a twenty year time jump. So it's Yeah, like, because po- I think it's post World War Two. Okay, because if it's post World War Two, I I saw the teaser trailer. I haven't looked into it about like the storyline or anything, but the fact that it is twenty years later, I've always wondered since I heard about this movie coming out, if Mary Poppins is visiting like let's say the sun. Mm-hmm the in the original harry uh in the original said harry potter in the original mary (laughs) poppins movie um it ends up being like ends up because he gets older he forgets about the magic he turns into his dad yeah and then mary poppins comes down because his kids are in the same situation and instead of just trying to like save the father she's also trying to get him to remember right her. Well, I mean, there's a scene in the trailer where they say something, or she says, like, I'm here for the bank's children. And they go, oh, my kids. He goes, and she goes, oh, yeah, them too. So, yeah. like, it almost yeah. makes it clear that, like, she's there for him. Okay, like, so, so the first Mary Poppins takes place at the turn of the century, so early 1900s. Which would make sense yeah. for yeah. So this the next, next one is during the the repression. Oh, is it? Yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's like 1920s. 
Okay, so it's after oh, okay. World War One. Yeah, after World War One. Okay, so still. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. Speaking of wars. Okay. What was your guys' take on the uh, admiral that lived down the street? Oh, I loved him. <laughs> I love the gag of every day at eight o'clock. There's going to be a big bang, and places and every, like the, all the furniture moves. I just love that gag. Oh one, yeah. One of the things that, um, as when I got into college and older. One of the things that I kind of took from that, and I don't know if it was their intention, but because of mm. how much I like how they like piece things in this movie for adults, I mm. really think that that was like their de- their depiction of like a shell shocked veteran, sure. like this guy who's that. an admiral. He was in the military yeah. for so long, you know, he can't get out of his routine, so everybody right. just accepts it. Because nobody, you know, because people are just like, look, he's been through enough. Just let him have his routine. Don't, you know, do any of that. Because everybody talks to him like he is a captain of a ship as they're walking by the house. And he speaks to everybody, you know, politely. So people Mm -hmm. just kind of roll with it. But that was one of those things, like, as I got into college with this film, I was like, yeah, that's okay. That's PTSD. The, the, (laughs) the, The... you know, you've got your veteran character in there that's that has issues. Yeah. That's an interesting take that I hadn't thought of before. Like, I really never looked at it as, like, PTSD. I was like, nah, look at this silly guy with a boat for a roof. But, yeah. like, I like that interpretation of it a Which lot. Which is still in the sequel. Like, the boat roof is still there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're still going to have that same gag. I'd love if that gag just kept going through the films. Oh, yeah. Um. So, watching this... I know in seeing the actors who play the grown-up Banks children, they yeah. did a great job casting the girl, Jane Banks. Okay, uh, it's they? Emily Mortimer from uh, The Newsroom. And just watching the the little girl in this one, I was like, oh my God, they, they got it right. Like, it's crazy how much she looks like her. Looking it up now. Okay. Yeah. Nope, you're totally right. That was really um, good casting. How the, did they? The, how did they do the the little boy, the little boy Banks? Because his like he is one of those little kids that also looks like an old man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, that's all I can think of. He's like, that's what he's gonna look like when he's sixty. Got it. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not too fond of the casting they did with him. I uh, mean, like the Sixth Sense kid that looks exactly the same now as he did back then. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's weird. Yeah, he he. It is what it is. Yeah, but just the, generic the, guy. Yeah. But what do we think of Emily Blunt at, taking over as Mary Poppins? Honestly, I love it. I think she I think she looks the part really well. And I mean, like from the two second clip I saw of her doing something, she looks like she's gonna act the part well. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I don't really hold Julie Andrews to like that high of esteem. She's not like oh, Julie. But like yeah. I I think she'll be fine. Well, I mean I know she has big shoes to fill, but as long as you can pull off the sass from the Uncle Albert scene. Oh, yeah. That yeah. look. That just look of annoyance when she puts the tea down. Yeah, that's one of the best gifts on the internet. Uh, that that was... Like, okay, okay. So going back, that was the scene when I was in middle school that was like, oh, she's hot. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That was the exact scene when it hit. Like, I was watching the movie. I was in, I think, sixth or seventh grade. And, like, watching it. And she puts the tea down and she gives the look. And I'm like... Oh, <laughs> I think okay. we all learned something about Ryan today. So, <laughs> so um, in my search for renting Mary Poppins last night, um, 
I was searching, like voice searching to my Apple TV for Mary Poppins. Every time I did it, I, I said it with the Cockney accent. It was like, Mary Poppins. It was yes. just like, wait, why am I doing that? No one's around for me to, like, and I just kept doing it by accident. <laughs> um, but in my search for that, and when the Mary Poppins came up, there's a funnier die sketch with Kristen Bell as Mary Poppins. I saw that one. It's so good. And it's scary how much she looks like Mary Poppins. She does. I'll hold yeah. this up for you, but it's. Oh yeah. I've so if that, anybody's I, listening, I go to Funny or Die and look sketch. up Kristen Bell as yeah. Mary Poppins, and you'll see the picture. Like I kind of could. I can see her doing this part too. I don't know if they mm-hmm. didn't cast her because she's not British, or because she right. was just busy doing one of the best shows on television right now, The Good Place. I think oh, it would absolutely. be better if they didn't, just didn't because she her? did the Funny or Die thing. Yeah. It, the fact um, the fact that she did the Funny or Die thing, if I, she hadn't done that, for me would exclude her automatically. Okay. Now we don't. Now if she didn't do it with somebody else, then hell yeah, put her in the line and you know do the uh, yeah and see if it'll work. Right. Um, I don't think Julie Andrews is in the sequel, but we She's know not. Dick, we know Dick Van Dyke is mm-hmm. Meryl yeah. Streep is. Oh really? Yeah yeah. She the, she's in all the commercials. They like throw her in for like two frames. That's great. It's Meryl Streep. Yeah, she's playing like the Uncle Albert substitute. Oh sure. Which makes me think they are gonna follow the same kind of story arc as this one. As long as they don't follow the same kind of story arc as Christopher Robin, I think that's the thing that worries me the most. Have you guys seen that movie? I have seen Christopher Robin. Not yet. Where it's like, where it's like he. I mean, not to spoil anything, it's but I mean fine. he like has this magical childhood and then he goes off to war and has like 18 confirmed kills and then is this like really hard-ass parent and then like Pooh Bear's back to teach him how magic works and raise his kid properly and I'm like so worried they're just going to do that plot but instead of like Winnie the Pooh it's Mary Poppins and instead of Christopher Robin it's Hook like it, that movie's just Hook right. so right. Yeah, I don't, I, don't really think gonna, I think if they're going to repeat any storyline it's just going to be Mary Poppins again I'd be okay with that. I would be fine with that. This like, actually makes me want to see Christopher Robin more. Yeah. Was he a sniper? Yeah. He he was like in World War II. Like he Christopher was, yeah, Robin's I mean, a badass. I want to see this Robin movie is now. A general, yeah. general Kenobi. I. Oh, I'm man. talking about Winnie the Pooh, not Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I saw holograms of Pooh slaughtering heffalumps. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, that hurt a little. <laughs> you're my brother, Eeyore. Oh. I think we need to record your wife laughing and use that as our laugh track on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> 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 recorded, in fr- recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else we want to talk about, Mary Poppins? It did one of the things in old movies that I really hate, and this almost isn't even worth bringing up, but I hate when they speed up um, when they speed up the shot. They did it in Step in Time when everyone's like, "Get off the roof!" Like they all like ran away really fast, and you could tell they just sped up the film. And they do it in like old James Bond movies for fight scenes. They do it in like old movies all the time. And I know it's not a modern thing. I know that I'm like two two thousands, but I just, it really bothers me every time I see it. Okay. And like it kind of it takes me out of it every time. And yet you were on. Do you have the same thing, or do you guys not care? I mean, I picked up on it, but it doesn't really bother me that much. Because yeah, like it's more jarring in the older stuff than it is now. Because yeah, uh, just the way cameras work. Right. um, Me. Yeah. I. Yeah. 
It doesn't bother me at all. It's because it's an older movie. So I just, I mean, because, I mean, like, if I watch a movie that was made, like, the 50s, I'm Mm -hmm. going to take whatever the style was for that time. So, I mean, it's one of those things where if I see something that just annoys me, but I know it's something that they just did in practically old movies in, like, the 50s or 60s, it's just white noise to me. Okay. You're just fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like how I know people, you know, that our generation's grandkids are going to look back at our age and go, God, movies from the 2000s were weird. (laughs) Why was Nicolas Cage in so many? (laughs) (laughs) Why did they make Uh, so many Transformers movies? (laughs) Why did Michael Bay just want to blow up everything? (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't he just stop at The Rock? (laughs) What's with The Rock? Why is he in everything? (laughs) I thought Nicolas Cage was bad. (laughs) Why is The Rock such a big deal? And why is he called The Rock in D- Dwayne Johnson? What's the difference? I don't get it. <laughs> you, you know what, though? I really, really like uh, uh, the movies San Angeles with him. San Andreas? San Andreas, yeah. I've never I haven't seen, seen that seen one. That. Yeah, you guys haven't seen that? No. no it's good. Never. When did you see San Andreas? Well, with my dad. I don't remember what you were doing, but he was like, do you want to watch this? And I was like, no. And then he was like, okay. <laughs> and put it on anyway. Okay. The reason why, and the fact that like I love watching it, but I have such a hard time watching it because the natural, like the natural disaster crap that happens, like it's realistic. Yeah. Like they show oh, wow. people hurt. Like oh, there's wow. a scene where the uh, the earthquake hits, the camera pans over into the kitchen, and there's a chef on fire because he was making something with alcohol, and it splashed uh. up on his shirt. So the earthquake's going on. He's on fire. And there's other people around him trying to put him out with the earthquake going on. And there's other things that, ha- like, the movie's super realistic when it comes to that that stuff. Well, on That's that note, cool. have fun living in Los Angeles, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, probably if that, and, and I'm, I'm going to guess, probably the most unrealistic part of that whole movie is any any person from Los Angeles reacting to the earthquake at all. No, because no, no. I okay, was here okay. for an earthquake, and nobody did a freaking thing, and it freaked me out. Okay, okay, okay. But here, the, the earthquake in question in the movie was putting mm-hmm. cracks in the actual weight-bearing walls of the skyscraper they were in. Okay. Because I they mean, at like- first, I mean, because I mean, okay. So, like in the scene, they're in the top floor. The building mm-hmm. starts to shuffle. Nobody really pays too much attention to it. They're just like, "Oh, right. it's another quake." And then That's all normal, of a sudden, yeah. the glasses, uh, the glasses, the windows blow out, and then cracks start forming. And then that's mm-hmm. when people start screaming. And then the camera pans over, and there's a chef in the background running out of the kitchen on fire with, got with, it, with uh, was it people like stumbling over themselves because the building shaking, trying to put them out. Yeah, and they show and people running down yeah. a stairwell, and the stairwell collapses. Uh, and they show what happens to people who get caught in that. Which makes sense. You can't finish your kombucha, so they're all mad. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But I mean, I I'm just it. saying, the movie's good. Like, And he does, a, I mean, he plays himself like he does in every other movie that he's in. But right. he does a good job. It fits, because they turn him into this, like, super rescue cliff person. Like, he rescues people like from, that. like, the dangerous, like... Uh, uh, um, situations in a helicopter. Yeah. Like how Mary Poppins flies down from the sky, he flies down inside a helicopter, and now that's our intro back into the whole Mary Poppins podcast. <laughs> so we, that's a stretch. Right. I know I'm it is, but I need to try to find my way back on that one. All right, so Devin, <laughs> first time watching it, do you recommend Mary Poppins to anyone who has not seen it? 
Absolutely, I recommend it. Definitely. Same if you here. haven't seen it, give it a watch. Especially especially Same. in time for uh, Mary Poppins returning. Right. Um, Mary Poppins Returns make, is a better title than like Superman Returns because it makes sense because Mary Poppins has been gone for a while and she goes away at the end of the movie. Superman Returns right. is like, wait, he left? <laughs> like, I just thought we weren't getting movies there for a while. Like, What the hell? And Batman Returns, like even that title doesn't really make much sense because right. it's like, what, three years afterwards? Where'd he go? Like, is he just is he not Batman for those three years? It's like, right. Oh, well, it almost feels like Joker. Yeah. Well, they built the bad signal. I'm just not going to be Batman now until they need me. <laughs> I hope so, so. This is the best use of the returns in a in a movie. I think movie title. I can agree with that. Absolutely. But that that tangent's over. I recommend Mary Poppins. Good luck trying to run it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe Honestly. it's just doing that because the new movie's coming out. Like maybe once the new movie's out and everyone's over it, it'll be easy again. Yeah, I mean, it'll I be kn- easy again, and, and and it'll be cheaper to buy the original. Like I mean, for anybody right. right now that like wants to like buy the first, mer- you know, uh, uh, the first one, just wait. Just yeah, just wait definitely. until this blows over, and it'll go from fifteen dollars down to seven. I'm sure there's going to be Was theaters that, that are going to be doing double features too of both, right? Because that happens with everything now. Good luck staying awake through uh, all of them. I'm just saying, I like... That's a lot better than doing a Marvel marathon where there's 20 goddamn movies you okay, have to get okay. through. Oh my First gosh. off, though, as as a big fan of Mary Poppins, if I was going to go to a theater and watch a double feature of the first one and the second one, for crying out loud, they're, in the first one, they purposely put in an intermission when they first Did they really? Uh, I mean, almost, that's just what they did. A lot of movies back then did, especially when they were this long. So, wow. I mean, the the fact that it had a, an intermission in it to begin with, and then you're going to mm-hmm. show another movie after the first, like, right. I would fall asleep in the theater. Sure. I'm just saying. Like, I would either fall asleep, like, either halfway through the second one or towards the end of the first one. Sure. And I like this I movie. I'm just saying. Right. Like, it's it just gets happen. to be long. Yeah. Well, it's like I've done Star Wars marathons before of all of them, and I started falling asleep during some of the best parts of the best Star Wars movies just because it's so much movie. Mm-hmm. You need to, yeah, like, I get it. You need to pull a treadmill into so, the living room. Speaking of the intermission, yeah. it, uh, the intermission took place after Mary Poppins finished singing Stay Awake, which is like a perfect place to do the intermission. It really is. Yeah. That's a really good time for a cut. Um, yeah. That's all I've got for Mary Poppins. I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm good. All right. So for you of the Watch This Podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye, Mary Poppies. Don't stay away too long.